AGM coming in, and we're back. Greedy drops his soap, while Dane's dropping facts. Three's better than two if you understand the meaning. White boy up, so we introduce Keenan. Mercenaries in underwear, they can stay put. We have football on our tongues, just minus the foot. Rugby league group showers while drinking for claims. And we're bringing this bullshit any given Monday. I said any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. Any given Monday. Yeah, any given Monday. I said any given Monday, baby. Yo, here we are. We're back again. Been a bit of long layoff. Long, long layoff. Has it been three weeks or so? Two weeks, yeah. It's going to be almost three weeks. <laughs> um, we're here and we're still missing the third. Keenan. Keenan not here. Oh, yeah. We couldn't do it last night because you've your head injuries. Oh, I had a bit on, yeah, yesterday. But, yeah, um, it's unfortunate because we could have had three of us there. But Keenan can't do Mondays. He's got a um, a big boy job and a kid and all the rest of it. So... Um, we'll have to hold the fort without him for the first time in, in a while. And then we'll try to stick to Sunday nights. We will, we will from now on. And make sure we got Keenan here to, to talk a bit of shit. And he actually some knows some sort of footy when he fucking puts his mind <laughs> to it. So um, we can get a bit of value out of him towards um, towards the footy chat as well. So. Oh yeah, I would have liked um, him being here though because he would have fed you about coming on at wing on the weekend. Yeah, well that wasn't really part of the plan. For my, <laughs> not in my own head anyway. Um coming off the bench and um, expecting to go on in the middle to then have an outside back go down and you're the only sort of back on the bench, sort of didn't make it easy. You pretty much first first drop when an outside back goes down. So instead of coming on at hooker or in the halves, ends up going to uh, go to the wing, out on the bee sting and, yeah, getting only 25 minutes of my own before getting a, an injury of my own. So, oh, well, on to the next. We've got a week off, so it's probably good. Give yourself a fucking bit of time to recover but yeah how did um heard you were down there on the weekend how did you see the games did you stay for long or no i just watched your game came oh, down to right. watch the boys um yeah. yeah i don't really know many people in that top team so yeah, I, no one does though yeah <laughs> so here it seems like we're turning over <laughs> players pretty quick but yeah yeah so come down watch you boys it was a fucking terrible game like we're talking yeah. about it was, uh it was like they those boys are definitely going to be on the like lower end of the ladder and yeah. you, you boys just didn't come to and just didn't come show just up. played down to their level yeah, yeah. and the weather didn't help either like obviously you can't be blaming the weather but the, the amount of drop ball has to be conducive a little bit to the weather mm. a little bit to us not turning up with the right attitude and also um got to give it to Karina they probably sort of gave them, gave us a bit more than what we thought they would so a mixture of those three things just turned out to be a scrappy game but get the win thank god so Move on to the next. Yeah, they and you've got you've got to sort out some of the positionals. Like yeah, yeah posi- position wise, there's some boys playing in positions that they shouldn't be, or you know they could add value to the team in one of the other spots. But yeah, yeah. well that's in every team. But so hopefully after a few weeks we can um we can get it settled down a bit and um hopefully we can we can start pop, so you, properly you, gelling and I can. So how did you <laughs> well, how did you manage your head knock this time? Because this is what the fiftieth knock in like. It wasn't too bad. Like, on the day, I thought I was fine. I didn't like. I knew I got a bit of a head knock, but I didn't know I had a fucking like a proper concussion. I thought I just had a bit of a bump, and I was alright. <laughs> and then yeah, Sunday was fucking. The head was throbbing. It wasn't too good. A bit bit foggy, but I sort of um I've sort of been worked through this a couple of times already over the past couple of years. So I've sort of got used to it a little bit. You were about to, to just, quit last year, eh? Yeah, I was about to just fucking pull pull the year up anyway. So. Hopefully, I don't get too many more this season because if we get a couple in a row, it probably have to be time to time to think about giving it up for the year. But 
um, other than that, no, so I'm, pr- I'm feeling pretty good. So as long as I can, um, <coughs> it's probably good we got the week off this week so I can give myself a bit more of a rest. And um, yeah, we back and back into it. Yeah, and um, besides that, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you like the wing? I was, I was, if you want to stay there, man, you'll keep Keenan and fucking Jezza out of a spot. Nah, I think I don't really like it out there. I only just went there to fill a spot, but just um, it's not really too hard. There's nothing out of the ordinary. Just make sure you catch the ball, and when your center goes, you go. And just stay, much. stay off those treadmills. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the plan. Pretty much try and mirror whatever your center's doing and don't drop any ball and yeah. and then come in for some work. So that's, that's what I was trying to do. And I come in for some work and got fucking bit. So <laughs> <laughs> I was um, a bit unfortunate. But, uh, I guess uh, the one play where you came in to help your, uh, your fullback out and he'd had a fumble where it ran off real hard yeah, from the fumble. And ended up fucking running off to my wing <laughs> and they scoring right in the corner post. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, that was right on the stroke of half time too. Knew the kick was coming, so I dropped back to to help the boys at the back out. And yeah, kick comes, bounces off Geordie's chest, and um, they end up picking up and and going. Lucky they used the hands. Like if it was a long ball, we probably could have slid and covered it. But they used the hands well, well enough to sort of slow me up in my run a few times, just stop, 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 start sort of stuff. So yeah. by the time they got it to the winger, he was already. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't get him. Have you uh, have you started your new job yet? Nah, not yet. I haven't even um I've the my resume's in and all that stuff and um it's it's looking good so hopefully maybe in the next month or so I'll I'll hopefully be out there and Does you know, your does your old boss know yet? Nah. Oh, okay. Does he listen to this? No. Nah. Oh sweet. Nah, he would talking they'd have kittens listen to this <laughs> shit. Trust me. This is not um it's not in their demographic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it comes on after Bold and the Beautiful on yeah. Channel Nine or whatever oh, shit. Can you? Um you see, uh, the um, that bitch get lit up at Seabus. Was it at Seabus Stadium? Yeah, there was a crazy weekend of streakers. Did you see in the the Sharkies game? I think it was. There was the dude who comes onto the field with a with a flare, mm. and he leaves it like he runs onto the field with this flare, and then leaves the flare in the middle of the paddock when he leaves. And they have to bring out dudes with fire extinguishers to put it out, and then like scoop this thing up. But while they're dealing with that one in the middle of the field. There's two other dudes come running on down the other end, and one dude tackles a security guard, not the other way around. He comes on and fully bits as a security guard. <laughs> and then that one at Seabus, yeah. the chick comes on, gets the, gets the top off, running around her bra. And gets, I appreciate it, man. Oh, yeah. Gets fucking she had, hammered. She had, she had a set on it. She had some, yeah. hush, she had some fucking sweater puppies hanging yeah. off there. So. And she's just fucking loving her life. And then all of a sudden, out of all the security guards, the skinniest, tiniest yeah. one come and just fucking axed her. Fucking put it on her, eh? I saw her just a, cut her in half. There was talk about he that guy getting in trouble for fucking excessive force and when he's hitting her or something. And I, I saw a quote this morning. She's saying... Nah, it was a good hit. I fucking deserved yeah, I was being seemed, a dickhead. She seemed yeah, like she seemed she'd be like, life of the party. Yeah, like a pretty down-to-earth, fucking happy, mm. happy-go-lucky sort of chick. So. Yeah, we should get her on the pod. Yeah, get her on the pod with her shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> and then on our OnlyFans after. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And um, your brother won the Masters, mate. Yeah, well, um, can play golf, that bloke. What's his name? Um, Scheffler. Scheffler, yeah. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, Cameron Smith made a run, run for it. In yeah. the last round, and then um, he came off this sweet birdie, and I think he hit the twelfth hole, and then he triple bogeyed because yeah. he went in the water. Yeah, and that was it. That, he was like was fucking it. yeah, but had a, a couple good um, birdies 
on on the back. Yeah, but, but yeah, couldn't couldn't, make up, couldn't make up six. Yeah, yeah, six. We're still tying third in the Masters is a pretty good effort, especially for a um yeah. for just a well, young fellow from Brisbane. I think so. he's finished in the top three in the last three. Yeah, yeah. So he's there or thereabouts, and he's um. Definitely our greatest golfer at the moment, anyway. And he's just Australia. from up the road. Yeah, so he's a, used to be the club pro at one team at, at Albany Creek. So yeah. he's a local boy, and he's out there in the big bad world doing things with his mullet. Yeah. He's in his in his chat. I love it. He loves <laughs> it. He um he compares himself to uh, when he's going in. He gets his inspiration from the Queensland Origin team. So he um any, That's what he said, any hey? blokes draw, drawing fucking inspiration from our origin boys they they're good in my books so. yeah just a bunch of fucking young kids at the top of the back because that Scotty Scheffler is only twenty six yeah yeah fucking looks insane. like Jolly yeah, so he yeah. looks looks forty five but <laughs> the he's same t- as Jolly yeah in the forty twenty yeah. except he's got a bit more thick hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. don't have much there. But we'll see from the balcony of West Mitchie, we start to see your ball patch now. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> it is. Not a thing. Your mum was saying it wasn't a no, thing. We're like, no, it's 100%. You can see that. That's there. not a fucking thing. <laughs> I got a haircut, bro, and I said, oh, he cut it in so I look like Jolly, and then he did that. It grows back, trust me. Does it? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope it does anyway. That's oh, a, man. That's you just, just get on Propecia, bro. Yeah, you just get on those pills. Or some Rogaine or some shit like that. No, nah, just Propecia. It fucking yeah. works. Yeah, right. Just stops it. Obviously, I don't need it. My hair's thick you as fucking, shit. Why don't you fucking give this useful information to Jolie 15 years ago? <laughs> no, he was in grade well, eight. I, could, I didn't know him then, and it's too late when I saw him when he was. Um, it was way too far. Yeah, gone. I was no, like, right. man. <laughs> yeah, when you when you receding hairlines past your ears, you know you can't unless you just detach this and put it on the top. <laughs> when you look like someone from fucking an old like <laughs> sitcom like Seinfeld or something, just an extra sitting in the back with no hair on top. I can yeah, just Costanza's extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah but then okay. uh we had the, yeah those fights yesterday crack a card did you watch did you just the main card um yeah pretty much just the main. i started at the girls fight yeah so um teacher torres yeah versus mackenzie dern mm. i thought that went the wrong way i thought torres won when dern got a controversial split there so i was I, a bit biased because i had money on dern oh, so really? I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that the one you know that one round you know what? It depends what what's a like you call a ten eight round yeah. now as well. Yeah. But I don't think there was any. But um, no, nah, I mean, yeah, I, I thought I, it was yeah neck and neck. I think Torres edged it with the strike with the um striking in the last. But I don't know. She just didn't get enough off though. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And to, to counter the the, the control time yeah. by Dern, and also uh, Dern was close to stopping. A cut like she got yeah, herself yeah, in with, dangerous positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With those two submission attempts in the second, they were pretty fucking. Was it? She go for the neck on one, and then yeah, she yeah, had the, the arm. She, yeah, she, she had, had K- Kamora on one. Yeah, and then yeah, went for standing the standing too. Yeah, look, look, didn't look comfortable Man, for either looked girl. Like, and she grabbed grabbed it like a yeah, second. Yeah, like a yeah. It's always must be strong and fucking fit to hold to hold her whole weight yeah. for mo- most part of the round, and then come out in the third and still be landing strikes. So. It was a good fight, actually. The girls, I, I didn't mind it. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then that, yeah, yeah, everyone's obviously on Hamzat's dick. Yeah, um, fight of the night. But I, yeah, I put money. I put the money I made on Dern and chucked it over to Burns. Oh, you put yeah. a little bit. Yeah, just because it was he's a massive underdog again. See, I don't know how that was unanimous. I thought it was. Mm. It was a very close fight. It should have been split. I thought. Yeah, I thought it should have been split. I think I wouldn't. I wasn't going to be mad whoever won. I thought it was neck and neck. So. Yeah. Um, they were both gassed in the third. Like it was a fucking war, and it was good to watch. Really good to watch. Just some big shots both ways. 
volume of strikes was massive from both fighters. It was really good. To oh watch. yeah, and some Fight of those, of some of those sure. hits. If it wasn't Hamzat, yeah, he's they're, they're, they're getting yeah, rocked. And asleep. if it wasn't Burns, they're getting rocked. Because well, plenty of welterweights go to sleep fucking for a lot less than what mm. what they were giving each other. That one Burns got on um, Hamzat, I was like. Yeah. The one where it sort of dropped him to a knee. Yeah. That sleeps three quarters of the division, you know, fucking like they just can't handle that. So. And, and but you saw how fucking strong the cunning is, Hamza. Yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. the way that he just he just he just gets out of the freaking um sprawls and like or just shoves him off when he tries to go for a shot. He's a big welterweight too. Like he's six mm. foot one or something as a welterweight. That's big boy. Yeah. How about when Burns is walking into the octagon and Hamza's just chilling yeah, up on with the Darren octagon? Till yeah. Just chilling out. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Just fucking sitting on the on the fence, <laughs> just waiting for his boy to come in so they can bang it on. Yeah, but it was That's good. Cool. It was good to see him do, do uh, go the three rounds and not just be not like because if he someone, just walked yeah. walked in there and destroyed Burns, then we still got this boogeyman on our hands yeah, and yeah. we don't know the, what what the limit is. You know, we we now see that he's around that he's around definitely should be in that top yeah, three yeah, yeah. conversation. Definitely. Well, if you're if you're putting a performance like that in against um, Gilbert Burns, who's a fucking killer. Mm. Then you're definitely earning your stripes. He's a top, top three, top four guy up there, and potentially getting himself a chance at at um at Colby. Or well, definitely they like yeah, Dana yeah, said. Definitely yeah. he'll get Colby. See, and if he runs through him, then there's yeah. fucking there's title chances yeah, coming up. You know, because Edwards is fighting Usman. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, would do after um beating who did he beat at the last? Uh, who? Edwards. Edwards, yeah. He fought on that last card, didn't he? No, remember, I think last time Edwards fought was um, Nate Diaz, wasn't it? No, didn't he? He only fought a month or two ago. The Edwards. last major card, yeah. Oh, I could be Who's wrong. Who's or Edwards? No, I, I, th- I thought... Okay. I don't know, I could Maybe, be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, if if Hamzat comes through Co- uh, Colby, he'll... Yeah. <laughs> be oh, scary. Like, I know, judging by that fight... Um, Usman still, you know, obviously being the champ and being who he yeah, is. Yeah, I think Usman looked at that fight and was like, fucking sweet, I yeah, know what I can do yeah, here. Yeah, I know what I can do. But at the same time, comes out, that's his first fight that's really, really tested him, war punches, and he actually came through it. And if he, he'll get better from that. He's a professional, so... It'll be good. Oh, he's just a scary motherfucker. Hey, Even in the post fight, again, he was saying, they're like, who do you want? He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, anyone. I want everyone. Fucking everyone and anyone. <laughs> come and get it. It's fucking, that's sick. I like that. Um, I like that the, a lot. Uh, the next fight is where I made money for the night. On I I put it on Aljamain Sterling. Really? Yeah. I thought, see, I thought the decision went the wrong way there too. I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought Young got the first yeah, and the I, third and fourth. No, I, oh, yeah, the fourth and fifth. See, I went, I, went, I went Sterling for the first and then, and then Sterling got yes second first, and third, second, yeah. third yeah yeah I thought Yarn was definitely four and five Sterling definitely two and three yeah but I thought the first like I know there wasn't really any like major significant anything in the first it was sort of a bit of a back and forth round but Yarn controlled the center the whole time and, and was touching him touching him mm. I don't know it could have gone either way that but moment. I also think what uh, uh, two or round two or three I can't remember which one but one of them could have gone a 10-8 round yeah because it was just control most yeah, of the well, time yeah well three and a half minutes in both yeah. rounds almost of, of control time so. yeah but man El Jermaine he, he, I think he fucking shocked a few people because yeah. coming off that last performance everyone's like oh he's not even in his league well I, it shocked me because I thought Yarn was just going to come in and continue doing what he was doing which is just picking him up throwing him to the mat mm. and punching him kicking him yeah. just absolutely 
brutalizing. Oh, but man, is. when they went to Matt, you yeah, know, yeah. Sterling looked in a bigger weight and division. And so comfortable yeah. too. Like he just like, as soon as they get to the ground, he goes, yes, I got it right where I want him and just controlled and the you, back yeah. for so You're long. just so easy how he passed guard. Twice he yeah. just walked over his knees and yeah. then just got to that fucking, um, like that body lock. It was pretty impressive, but how Jan had Sterling, who's a unreal wrestler on his back for six, seven minutes and still didn't give up his neck at yeah. pretty much at all. Like his, his defense off his back was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, onto the... Um, Onto the Aussie. Onto the Aussie. Aussie that just, yeah, dominate. I'd so, I would have thought everyone would see this happening. Just, yeah, yeah dominate. It was a it was the shittest matchup for Zombie. Yeah. I mean, Volks is just in a class of his own now. Like, the speed he was coming out with, that fucking jab he was throwing mm. was landing every time. And some of those, just, some oh, of the kicks, eh? They just so, slap. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It was, it was... From the from the very start, it was almost as lopsided of, a, of an affair as as you'll mm. see for a title fight. Just like a pure um, Volkanovski clinic, because um, the zombie had his moments. He landed some big shots, but I feel as if um, he, he was never really challenging Volks. He was just sort of Volks was just uh, going through the motions a bit and then getting clipped. But then bang, bang! Some of the counters Volks was throwing. Every time he get touched, it wouldn't matter because he's coming back with one of his own. And then every time they were exiting, Volks' hands were high and it was mm. just not wearing any damage. He fucking, yeah, really, really good. What about in the telecast, like in the production, they actually had, as the fighter's name, Zombie, Zombie down yeah, the right. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I hadn't noticed that in his previous no, fights. No, I never I, noticed they, it before either. Yeah. But I think he's just leaning into it because it helps, like, what he's trying to do after. Like you said, he's bringing out an energy drink and stuff, and yeah, he's like, right. oh, I want to be known as the zombie. As a zombie, yeah, yeah right. It's fucking, it looks sick. And it's crazy. They were in Jacksonville, Florida, and there's fucking thousands of people chanting zombie yeah. and shit like that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, walks out to the song zombie. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking singing along. <laughs> yeah. Even though he's fucking South he Korean. He seems like the nicest guy He ever. does. He seems awesome, yeah, yeah so... Um, mm. As soon as the fight finished, I was like, dude's going to retire. And then he sort of gave his little speech via his translator. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty much it. And when, yeah. he, when he fell to the mat after, he was beaten and bruised. Oh, and man. It's just At the start of the fourth, when Volk said, you want to keep doing this? And he sucked and said, yeah, you're like, yeah, too tough for his own good. But it was never going to take long for Herb to, to fucking wheel it up in the fourth. He'd wear a couple more of those big shots. And exactly what happened. Still on the feet, just wearing shots, and Herb goes, "No, nah, he's had enough." So yeah, well, you see, even if you're watching close enough, in the fourth round when they um when the bell goes and Volk comes out yeah, and goes, "Are you right, you mate? Sure Are you, you right?" Yeah, yeah. And he and said, and he said that because he was a bit worried, and he said he knew that he was going to have to just get a few off, and then mm. Herb Dean would stop it. Well, but yeah. he said he didn't. He thought it just should have been stopped. Yeah, so, yeah. Sometimes you got to take these guys, take it out of their own hands, because he's never going to say. In a title fight, first one in 3,100 days or something, he's never going to say, oh, no, I'm, I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. Of course he's going to fucking say, like, fucking let me at him. But Herb, good stoppage by Herb, standing, standing TKO is just, it's an, it was a no-brainer yeah. look, looking at the state of the fight. It was the same it's, when... It's didn't complain. It was the exact same when Justin Gaethje fucking tore apart Tony Ferguson. Mm. Like, that could have been stopped a lot earlier, but... Standing, standing yeah, we, we got Tony like, Ferguson coming up versus um, Chandler. Yeah, and Gaethje and, versus um, Oliveira. Yeah, on the same card, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Rose is fighting 
as well. The two, yeah. does two title card again. That's going to be fucking awesome. That'd be sick. Yeah. Man, I watched during today, I watched, um, so in, you know, one, you know, the promotion one yeah. out of Singapore, I yeah. think. I, was, I watched that replay of um, uh, Mighty Mouse versus the Muay guy. I think, I think his name's like Pating or something like that. But what they did, they did rules. So Mighty Mouse round one, it was just Muay so it was all in like his his area, yeah. And then round two was uh, MMA, round three uh, Muay Thai, and then yeah. round four MMA. So Shit. it was sweet, man. It was like it because you could tell round one Mighty Mouse had to be real careful. Yeah, yeah. And man, this cunt was laying leather on him. It got to <laughs> round two though, and then Mighty Mouse just got his back and choked him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. but it, it was a pretty cool idea. Yeah. And seeing seeing the different styles and how they work and <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because even Mighty Mouse said he goes, "Man, I got to get through round round one. That's going to be hell." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's it's fucking really interesting, and there's always massive conversations, especially in the in the mixed martial arts world, about what sort of styles are the best. And it's it's hard, like you can't really tell. But then when you match up a top level striker against a top level wrestler, and half the half the um, the bouts go one way and half go the other, it's um, interesting. Interesting. I'm I'm of the opinion that the wrestlers are usually slightly have the advantage because once you can pass. Once you can shoot in and get get your hands on them, you can sort of control a bit better. But if you're an elite level striker with even moderate sort of takedown defenses and stuff like that, mm. you can probably sort of nullify some of these guys. But yeah. when you've got someone like Khabib, who was even in his early days before his striking was developed, you could be as good a takedown defender as you want. He's just not going to let your leg go until he's got you got you to the mat, and then he's got you there, and he's just going to work and work and work. And by the end of it, you're just so fatigued. He's just going to choke you out or yeah. break your arm the, or fuck. Just... The thing when you see a lot of the times with the wrestling being, I, I, I believe the wrestling wrestlers have the best base, you know, like, yeah. but it's it's also because their mentality, like when we talk about like people quitting the cage or people, you know, look like yeah. they gave in, it's never a wrestler yeah. because they're used to breaking themselves down so much in training and stuff yeah. like that. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, fuck that. I was talking to the boys yesterday when that hums up thing, man, that, that fight. And I'm like, who the fuck would do this? No. Walk in there and want to fight that psycho. No. And that's why you're going to give it to Gilbert Burns because he was like, yeah. I'll do it. I'll yeah. jump down to the 11th seed yeah. and verse him because no one else was well, calling no one, it. no one else up the top wanted anything yeah. to do with him because they, they knew it would be like, oh, if he comes up and beats me, that's me. That's yeah. fucking... And he he didn't stations. lose any stock in doing so. Nah, if nah. anything, he gained some because yeah. he was only a couple punches away from finishing him as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And maybe one like if it went a split decision or one point away from getting the nod. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Very, it was a very but, good point. So about the sport that we actually meant to talk about on this yeah. podcast, but the did, National Rugby League. <laughs> did you watch watch a fair yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, I watched most of it. I missed the games on Saturday, but I caught up on the um on the highlights. Yeah, I watched the highlights. Free. I missed the Saturday game watching yeah. fucking you ball buses go, go around. But, <laughs> That's yeah, I missed it just from playing footy. But um, I saw the Thursday, the two Fridays, and the two Sundays. And then, yeah, caught up on the highlights. Um, there is some awful refereeing decisions going on right now regarding these fucking sin bins and head Have highs. you got some notes there? I've got, um, I've just, I've written down a few things. I've got my yeah. two duds of the week that I've fucking yeah, what's this wanted thing to call out. Oh, this is just for me stats. Like, oh, like sick. Stats, so Dano's yeah. brought in an actual pad, yeah, a, a got, pad got, today. I got myself like, an iPad. And I just, <laughs> is that new? No, no, it's Jolie's old one. I bought uh, it off him to just so I can... Have that there. Sometimes when I'm at home barbecuing or something, I can't see the TV. I can just put um barbecuing alone. Put yeah, I can put the footy 
in quotations. Wait, on what, a, what happened to Fitch? Um, I've actually had this conversation with Blake I work with the other day, so I looked it up and it said he's been given a... He's been given bail, like a, but he's got like heavy bail terms. Like he can't go within certain distance of anywhere that children frequent, and he's got all this fucking monetary fines and, oh, so and he's stuff fucked. like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's out, but he's yeah can never go pretty much anywhere. Children freak can't go to shopping centers. Oh, so he's hanging out with my mate. Yeah, he, he's he's fucked. Jesus, he's fucked. Um, we talking about just sorry, I think about it. Did you watch? You obviously watch. Um, Hindy and um, Fletch, Fletch all and their Yeah, I watched yeah, a lot of Matty it. Johns. Yeah, yeah, I watched a lot of it. I saw just a replay of highlights of when they got him, they tricked him into doing the Red Rooster ad where they dressed him up in like pigs, cows, fucking. <laughs> Have you seen this <laughs> nah, one? I oh, man. <laughs> I, me and Christy upstairs watching it, I could not stop fucking laughing. So they pranked him into, so they pranked him into doing a Red Rooster ad and, and Maddie was trying to show that they'll do anything for money. Yeah. And so they, they, and they had like an early, early like, um, like on set call time and then they, they get in there and they're like, oh, it's for Red Rooster. We need to just be barnyard animals and they're both like, oh, okay, sweet. <laughs> and man, they're just throwing the most ridiculous shit at them. Like they started off as, I think they started off as chickens and then they did cows and they're like, oh, it'd be cool if Fletch, you were milking Heine. <laughs> and then like, and then Heine, Heine's just being a cow. Then they'll crabs, man. Heine, Heine's just like running around being a crab. Right, they do some hilarious Yeah, and they did, did like a whole shoot saying that it was going for an ad and then they didn't tell him but they showed him while they were on the Matty John show yeah, and right. Heine could not look at the camera. He was just like so fucking so You got to watch him. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look it up. I, I love half the shit they do. Some of the ones they do where they like they dressed up they dressed up Fletch as that big fat disgusting dude that R- Raymond and he goes around at like the Storm Media Days and like pesters the players <laughs> and he's like got a flint roller and he's like rolling over Cam Smith's willy and shit oh, like yeah. that and he's like puts his hanky in his mouth and licks it and then wipes cancer in his face and the players are just like what the fuck is going on before they realise it's him they're fucking it's a good for a laugh yeah man really good oh, some of the ones they go up and they're like they're super fans there's one where Maddie's a manly super fan and annoys the piss out of the Travoyevichs at a rebel sport and the other one is they're launching Cameron Smith's book and there's um I think it's Fletch who <coughs> dresses up as a lifelong para fan oh, yeah. and just gets stuck into him about Salary cap cheat in the 09 grand final. <laughs> and he's just hell and abuse, buys his book and rips all the pages out in front of you and <laughs> shit like that. Oh, those two are crack up. Yeah, so Thursday night. Yeah, Tom Travoyevich, Liss, uh, Sea Eagles, come out and get the, get the win against their Newcastle Knights. This was a weird game because a lot of people had Newcastle a chance of winning this, especially without Tom after the way they started the season, but they didn't really look like they like they had a chance pretty much the whole game. Manly played well, but they just sort of played them out of it. Uh, even with the Seagulls having Tvojevic out, their player to come in was um, Talatau Cooler, and he got COVID two days before. So, yeah, just um, it's really weird sort of situation. No one really knows where the Knights are at at the moment. After the first two weeks, everyone's thinking, "Oh fuck, the Newcastle Knights could be there," but then you're losing, losing games like this. It just yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard one to swallow for Newcastle fans. It was pissing down with rain, mm. but yeah, we must remember. And uh, um, 
Seagull scored three tries in the last 10 minutes. So Lawton got one in the 69th, which led to two more. So Yeah, the, until, it, was a, it was a bit interesting until... Yeah, until yeah. the 70th minute there was... Yeah, it was what, 12-6 or 12-4 or whatever it was. So, yeah. This, bit, yeah. bit strange, but yeah. Mm, the Warriors-Cowboys game I didn't get to see. I just had to watch the highlights. There was like, some really bad calls in this one. Um, Adam Pompey comes off his wing and hits Peter Hicku. Ball and all, makes a good winger's read... And forces an error, and just because Peter Hicku stays down, they pulled it back and penalised him for for high contact. It was we got to sort of fix this because this is going to keep happening every time. It was similar to the Junior Paulo incident where he got sinbin for for making contact with um, AJ Brimson, where it was just body on body contact, where his heads recoiled forwards and come into contact with some part of the the opposition's body. That's that's not a high tackle. Mm. Like just because you're playing a contact sport, we need to realise that shit is going to happen. People are going to get hurt. People are going to cop knocks. Like if he's coming out with a fucking swinging arm, clipping dude around the throat, then you that's a high <coughs> tackle. But when you're making ball and all body contact and and you've hit him that hard, his head's recalled and hit your chest. Mm. That's not a high tackle, and we really like. We got to get rid of it, or else no exactly. one's no one's going to be able to tackle him. And going in the same like same kind of area is that fucking crusher tackle, man. Yeah. If someone's falling back, yeah. and your chest just has to be at that forty-five, yeah. and they graze it down. Yeah. I forget which game it was. I think it was one of the Saturday games. Yeah, yeah, there the was a, softest crusher. Yeah, there was a couple of crusher tackles. This it's weekend it's the as same well. kind of thing. What do you want them to disappear? Yeah, exactly. But the thing with the crushers is, it's a lot harder. Like. With the head contact ones, like we're talking about recoiling heads that are just coming into contact with the body. With the crushers, they it's just the way position positionally the blokes are running the ball now. Like they're getting into contact and fighting for an extra two meters on their back and then trying to roll to their front again. But by the time they get there, these dudes are so strong, you're not going anywhere if they got you. Yeah. So then the the whole tackle's going down with you facing backwards. It's these are, these defending players don't stand a chance because if you do make good contact on them, you're getting penalised for a high shot because their head's recoiling everywhere. And if you do fucking get contact on them without getting penalised, you're either got them in a position where they can roll to their back and you risk giving them a crusher or the only other way is legs tackling them, which you don't get any sort of advantage from. You're told to get up, they play the ball, and then you're on the ground while the hooker's scooting for, scooting for a cheeky 15 metres. It's just the, the defence in the game is... it's getting ridiculous it's getting to a point where where there's not even any big contacts anymore because people are too afraid to yeah you got to you got to worry about the the section that's become a lot smaller yeah. where we can actually make contact well even blokes this weekend as i said making contact with the right section they're getting penalized for head knocks because the dude gets hurt mm. just because he's just because someone's hurt doesn't mean there's foul play or anything like doesn't mean you have to blow a penalty people are going to get hurt it's a contact sport it's just, um, like back in the day, people used to look at rugby league and, and a lot, especially you watch like a lot of videos on YouTube of, of NFL fans reacting to rugby league highlights and every single highlight we have is big hits and fucking blokes getting stuck into each other. We're not going to have any fucking highlights left mm. because since 2019 or 18, we just haven't been able to fucking make any decent contact. And now we're stamping it out even further. There's going to be a point where people outsiders are going to look at our game and go, "What the fuck? This is just like a, it's like a a tackle game that's sort of soft, but it's because they run a lot and they're they're getting 
it's just not the same, you know. It just doesn't feel the same. And it doesn't have the same pull to it. When people used to watch a rugby league highlight package and go, holy fuck, mm. it's an intense game. It's hard. These blokes are warriors. And it'd be a package that you want to send over. Yeah, so he exactly. used to be like, check this check shit this out. Check this shit out. Yeah, but now if we send him a package of this season, there's not too many big hits you can put on there that weren't penalties, mm. you know. Just because someone gets hurt, we fucking blow on penalties. It's um, infuriating. Anyway. Moving on. Anyway, the Broncos played well. They did play a lot better. They did play a lot better. It helps when Staggs fucking plays well. Well, when Staggs gets his hands on the ball, it it makes the Broncos look a hell of a lot better. Tony Staggs had 14 runs for 196 metres, 50 post contacts, and 14 tackle breaks. Yeah. He did have five missed tackles, but he also had two line breaks, a line break assist, an offload, and a try. That's a very good night out. Despite the five missed tackles, that's a very good night out. And he has Paul Momorowski's face imprinted in his hand from the, the amount thing, of times he fended him in the face. Yeah, with Momorowski, right? It's uh, he's he's done it against a good center. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't been playing well against bad, like yeah, yeah. not as that elite level yeah. center, and he, well, Momor- which is a good thing. Momorowski is an elite level center, and he's yeah. defensively a really good center. So that's why it's just unreal for um. For him to come out and do that against a, a center as good defensively as Momorowski. Um really good. Um, and Corey Goats is just yeah, fucking Corey the Goat. Yeah, he <laughs> fucking loved it. Three tries, eighteen runs, hundred and seventy meters, five tackle breaks, five tackles, no misses, catching he, everything. He was catching everything. Looked great. Looked fantastic. So, so we're gonna have to make that shirt. Yeah, we're gonna have to. It's just um, it makes it easy when you've got Painhas up front. Playing 70 minutes, running for 200 metres, 84 post contacts, 33 tackles. It's ridiculous. How do you take him out of your super coach team? You can't. can't. (laughs) Keenan Palacia in his 48 minutes in the front row, 140 metres, 50 post post contacts, 26 tackles, one miss. That's that's quality from your your front row. And then you got Hetherington, he's uh, playing 41 minutes for 130 metres. There's not much more you can want from a 40-minute stint. And the thing is, it's... It was. I was. Ha- I didn't care that we lost because we we finished the game. You yeah. know, like we yeah, actually yeah. finished and put in and tried to win it. Like yeah. it's. Uh, I thought that I was given a snow chance, even though I, I didn't put my tips in, but I would have tipped them again. Yeah. But I, I was given a snow. Really, not a lot of. Chip. I didn't really give us any chance yeah. either. I sort of. Um. Yeah. I sort of really didn't give us any chance, but they came to play, and it seems like they always do this against the Roosters. I just hope that next week coming up against Penrith, the the reigning premiers, we can put in a performance to, to rival that one because Penrith didn't look their very best against the Dogs this weekend. So if we, if we can get them on a, on a bad day, there's a chance we could upset the apple cart, you know, and, yeah. and, and just roll them. So. Was one of your duds of the week Hargraves, man? No. He's a fuckwit, eh? Like, the, the two... Yeah. two the, the second one should have been a, more of a penalty yeah, than, the than the first one. one yeah, Well, I'd, yeah, I definitely didn't like anything he was doing, but one of my duds of the week was in this game, but he was a Bronco. But if he, I saw Hargraves in the street, I'd say that to him as well. I'd be like, you're a fuckhead. You grab... And I'd just drop... Probably drop the cunt. <laughs> You know, by the cunt you mean you nuts. I'll tell him I've been doing everywhere. boxing lessons with Paisler, and he's fucked. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be like, "Oh yeah, that Paisler guy. Who the fuck is he?" <laughs> anyway, my dud, one of my duds. Anyway, I got two this week, but this one is from the Broncos. Uh, Tessie New. Oh yeah, man. The amount of times he 
with those tries scored. I thought he was playing fullback for you guys on the weekend as well. The amount of times that we have tries scored at the Broncos and he is standing on his goal line and the ball's put at his feet. I'm not talking about the one where the it was bad, but the one where Joey Manu scored right in front of him, that's he should have done better, but it's Joey Manu, strong as fuck, elite-type elite type ball runner. You can sort of live with that one. But Sam Walker is 80 kilos ringing wet, and he fucking just lands at his feet and scores a try. All Tessie New's got to do is get off the line a meter or two, and he's stopping that, you know? And that's the difference in the game. We lose by four points, you know? Yeah. And the one that Satili Tupanua scored in the 76th minute... Um, Tessie News caught himself on the wrong side of the ruck from the play the ball. And then instead of getting on his bike to come across and clean up like every other fullback in the league does, he's just jogging along behind the post. The kick goes in. He's 10 metres away from the ball when Tupanua scores. Our other fullbacks, like even fullbacks that aren't as well-renowned, like your, your Will Kennedys and these sort of guys, they're, they're not letting that happen. Whereas our fullback is just letting that happen on the weekly basis. So three tries there. I'm not saying he would have stopped the Marnie one. Could definitely have stopped the Walker one and could definitely have stopped the Tupanua one. This game's a whole lot different story if we've got a, a fullback who's putting in 200% on both sides of the ball because it seems like Tessie just wants to play attack. He yeah. had no tackles on the weekend and three misses. So you're missing 300% more tackles well, than, the you're ta- than you're making. The Tupanua one was from a kick through? From a grubber kick, yeah. yeah. Sam Walker Sam. just kicked through the line and Tupanua and, uh, was just wanted to get there more than um, more than our boy Tessie. So I... um. I don't know what we do at fullback because I think Selwyn Cobbo is still a bit green to go there. He, um, they got to be thinking about it soon though. Yeah, like that's got to be the option. But he's still like even the, even this week is a lot better. But still, two errors. If he's making those in the wing, how many is he going to make getting challenged at fullback? <laughs> Just in the last, what he had five errors in round three, six errors round four, and two errors this week. So that's almost fourteen, thirteen, fourteen errors in three weeks. Mm. It's just. It's a bit risky to throw him back there straight away. It's funny. You, you kind of can go off the state of the Broncos as well because you look at that 23,000 on a Friday night. It's pretty like it, yeah. it's get, that's getting down there. Yeah, that's getting the boys. down. Yeah. Well, usually you got a Friday night at Suncorp mm. and the conditions weren't too bad. There was, there was good conditions. Usually you'd be looking at a 30,000 there, you know? So Yeah, the mechanic's always there. Yeah, mechanic lives there. He pays rent at Suncorp. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to the three games that we didn't really watch, the three of us. Um, Canberra, Canberra versus Melbourne, I saw the highlights. It just looked again like Harry Grant is a fucking cut above the rest. Yeah. That guy is fucking unbelievable. Is he your hooker? Yeah, yeah. He's um he's unbelievable. Oh, I'd lo- I love watching him play, and, I, and I'm so glad he's a Queenslander. I just hope he can stay healthy for this series because him in the side actually gives any – him in your side gives any team a chance to win a game, so – and you add that, Melbourne have got this spine and they've locked most of them up. Grant's just like Pringle if Pringle actually trained hard and yeah, kept going and, with football. Yeah, and didn't fucking get on the piss. He reminds me so every much every day. The, the yeah, way yeah. that he jumps out and runs yeah. when he shoots is yeah. so much like Pringle. Crazy. But this spine, they've got, you've got Grant there, Pappenhausen there, and then you've got Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes, who are arguably numbers fucking one and two respectively in their positions. Pappenhausen's up there with the best fullbacks in the comp. And Harry what about Green's the last couple of years of pe- uh, people questioning um, Hughes, you know? And then he's just like, hold my beer, I'm just going to be the best half. In the- he's <laughs> he's easily like up there in the top two, three halves with, with Cleary and and Cherry Evans and these sort of guys. Like, He's just, last year he was 
he was one of the form players of the comp. He would have been top three players almost in the comp last year, which is amazing to think considering he was a fullback not not more no more than two years ago. Then he's a fullback that the Storm picked up from bounced around the Gold Coast system. He went and had one game of first grade for the Cowboys and now he is a premier half in our game in a and a and a premiership winning half, which there's not too many of those going around. So yeah. he's um he's unreal. <coughs> what what do we got next? Rabbits, dragons. I did see a, some of this at the club after our game. I was sort of keeping one eye on it. So this is pretty disappointing for the dragons, yeah. Yeah, the dragons have just um after their good pre-season form and, and they had a couple of good showings early in the year they've just sort of haven't really fucking kicked on with it like this this team makeup's a bit awkward Moses Embi at fullback I don't know what to make of that in saying that I didn't think Tyrell Sloan was doing anything to keep himself there so a lot of people are blowing up saying oh you've got to keep Sloan there he's a gun oh, I, I didn't see it I think he's got plenty of potential and he and he and he could be a great fullback one day but He's still a bit green for me, so I think they need to to really look at the fullback spot and find something because Moses Embi, I don't think, is the answer, but I also don't think throwing Tyrell Sloan back in is going to help the side too much because he's, um, he's young and he's inexperienced, and if you keep throwing him in and out and in and out, you're just going to ruin the kid, so... And they'll just they'll get opened up just down their left side, eh? Like yeah. the like the, um, rabbits were just throwing everything down that right, like yeah. towards Campbell Graham. And Campbell Graham is an, is an elite centre. So t- if you're wrapping your game plan around a bloke like that, then you've got a good chance of winning footy games. And um, it's just the Dragons defensively, they have these games where they come out and their line speed's aggressive and they bash blokes and they're And some physical. they're sitting on their ass. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes they just they just seem to be not there. You know, they're just flat and don't really want to be in and around the ball or fucking trying to force an air or anything like this. So... It was one of those games where it's just, yeah, I don't know. Kalamatungi's freaking killing it. Yeah, he's a scary, scary bloke. If you're a halfback, if yeah, if you guys want to have a bet next week, go on and find out who's South are playing and, and, um, and put any time try score on Olukawatu to run over a halfback because he's, he's a good shout for it just about every week. And if he doesn't score one every week, he goes really, really close. So he's a he's a scary prospect for any, any half in the comp to try and handle. So... Um, South are on the way back up. Like I didn't think they were going to go as good as they're going, but they're on the way back up, and they're looking not too bad, really. Yeah, like, a lot of like a few of their tries, they it's their their passing is like a Panthers, you know, again. like yeah, it's yeah. crisp. It's out in front. They're running onto it. It's well, it's like, almost yeah. like um, it's almost like twenty twenty one bunnies are coming back. Like obviously not to that level yet, but they're looking they're looking sharp. So. Um, South, if South fans, you got something to look forward to. They're following a good forward pack, but like their forward pack had to come on a lot of scrutiny early in the year. But any forward pack that's got Cam Murray playing that good in it is, is, is it's elite. just it's just so evident in the in the spread of the top teams and the bottom teams. The when like the top teams go and attack and they put on a spread man, yeah. And the the speed and the crispness yeah. and 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 where where they're putting those passes and, and how they're every, running onto yeah, it and everyone knowing what's happening. Yeah. It seems like some of the lower teams, fuck, it's how, disjointed. Yeah, and disjointed. The center and the winger is slightly in front yeah. of the five eight. Why yeah. the fuck are you? Yeah. you know, Time and you your runoff. Yeah, everyone's got to know where they're going, who they're getting it off, and all this sort of thing. But reaching back to take a pass. Like, yeah. Whereas you look at your Panthers and South when they're going good and Melbourne when they're playing with the footy yeah. those passes are in front everyone knows where it's going 
They don't even they don't even usually look no. at where they're going because no. they know that boy's going to be yeah. there on the outside. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I love watching it when Penrith do it. They get the ball, spin it to Isaiah Yo, and he just takes he takes it all the way into the line like a, an elite halfback. Yeah, turns the hip and has a big boy off his hip. And then if he's not using him, he's going out the back to Cleary, who's a quick long ball from there to another fucking edge shape. Mm. It's really good to watch. So. That, that's where I've got some bugaboos with fucking super coach because Yo played so good on the weekend. He yeah. only scored like 53. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard with um with the, with super coach and all these sort of um and fantasy and these sort of sort of things because it's really hard to give points for some of the stuff that people do. So like, but I, I think I smashed Cal on the weekend anyway. <laughs> I'm just thinking like Cooper Cronk was. One of the best players of all time, and he was never a, a very um, relevant super coach no. player, just because the stuff he the stuff he brings to the um, to the game, you can't really put a put a number on it or, or or judge it. You can't really see the leadership value. So there's some blokes out there who would super coach weapons for their whole lives, and they were never really the player that someone like a Kronk was. And that's what an Isaiah. Well, it's because Kronk lined his bed up with the moon properly and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you ever go on his website? No. It was classic, man. Probably still up there, yeah, but like the lining your bed up with the, the moon like in, in certain seasons. And really? Stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, full on, like he'd be like eh? full about mindfulness and stuff like that. <laughs> what a weird year. Yeah, you could, yeah. Oh, Anyway, onto the Gold Coast Para, Seabus Super Stadium. 15,000 is not bad for a Saturday afternoon at Seabus. They usually don't get many down there. But another tight affair between Everyone these probably two. heard this chick was going to run out. Yeah, with the cans out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking tight game again. These two like to have these high-scoring tight affairs. So um, it makes for good viewing. Um, I don't know. Gutherson was unreal. And um, that's about all I have to say about. Yeah, that. I didn't really see this one besides the streaker and yeah, and Mitchell Moses fucking cacking up about yeah. it. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh man, that cunt was like, it's my time to shine. Yeah, I as a male is gonna put it on this female. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> cut her in half. <laughs> he like left into it. You made Airborne. every highlight package, right? Yeah. I've seen that video a million times. Everyone's sharing it. So, dude's famous. Uh, but he was show. probably thinking, if I can put a good enough shot on Titans, yeah. might sign. Yeah, him. or maybe yeah, I'll get a shot at the Tigers or something like that. They need some defenders. <laughs> he can take Luke Brooks's shot. Luke Brooks's. Oh shit. Um, yeah, Gold Coast, another loss. Fuck. They're going to... If they want to play finals footy, they've got to start ironing out some of these creases. But at the same time, Parramatta are, have proven themselves as a, as a top top contender. So putting coming between six points from yourself and a top contender isn't, isn't a bad thing. So um, hopefully... Hopefully Parra and, and uh, the Gold Coast keep having these good games and ends up being like a Bronx... Cowboys used to be because it is entertaining footy to watch and uh, and when when those two sides are going good it, it makes for good viewing so and then that yeah we don't really have to talk about Sharks and Tigers <sighs> Sharks just ran right but Sharks also blew a lot Sharks error count must have been through the roof because they blew a lot of opportunities but at the same time they still absolutely handled the Tigers like they were nothing like 30 was it score 30 to 4 oh. gross that's a gross scoreline yeah, Tigers had a lot of errors. Backline, one error, one error, three errors, one error, three error, one. Dalfinugan, three errors. That's just, there's a lot of errors there. One for Fafita, one for Jack Williams. Uh, consolation try for Ken Romalo, intercept in the 79th minute. Yeah. 
Fuck me, the Tigers. Mulatale just trying to push one on the outside. The, the Tigers really didn't even deserve that. Like the scoreline's flattering to the Tigers at thirty to four. That's how bad they were. They just don't look like scoring points. They don't look like challenging anyone at all. So it's going to be interesting to see what what the Tigers do and if they get themselves off the bottom of the table. Nico Hines, man, he's 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 become one of those players like your Munster and stuff, where it's like, oh, he's now just playing in the backyard with his mates because yeah, yeah. nothing fucking phases him. And when I watch him play football, I look and go, how is this guy not getting bashed? Yeah, and he just drifts across the field Slows with the ball in two hands and just slowly skips around, and no one can put him down. He must be so strong. He makes for he makes for entertaining rugby league when he's skipping across field, <laughs> just brushing blokes. So yeah. he's he's good to watch. And I, I think he's a dead set. Fucking like he's almost a shoe in at the moment for the New South Wales fourteen jumper. I know Papenhausen's been playing very well, but you, you're looking at Nico Hines. You're looking at a big body who can genuinely fill fullback, genuinely fill the halves, and could play in the outside backs. And at a pinch, you could put him at lock. I don't think there's many players that could do that. Like Jack Whiten's one, but if needed, he can jump in the hooker. Yeah, I think Jack Whiten's a bit past that sort of quality of football. I'd, I'd be a much, ha- I'd be much happier if I was a New South Welshman if it was Nico Hines on the bench. For being, being a Queenslander, you're happy for Ben Hunt to be that role for us. Yeah, definitely. 14. Well, Ben Hunt's been playing good footy. Uh, this weekend aside, he didn't have his best game on on Saturday, but um, I'd be very happy for Ben Hunt to do that role because, as we said, he feels that he's played hooker at Origin a number of times. He's played in the halves at Origin. He'd also play 13. Cause he's a tough little bastard and. With a with a small reshuffle, we we could sort of fill that pretty much the whole back line with him. So um, he, he, I think he's a definite definite shoe in for that fourteen over someone like a Reed Marnie, who's just a genuine hooker. Yeah, yeah shit at fucking super coach. Yeah, he's killing me. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, I got him. Me. I yeah. flicked him, man. I flicked him as well. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> doggies Panthers. This game was um, <coughs> really weird. Panthers just didn't look like they fully clicked. A couple of times they had. Attacking sets on their line, and they just sort of tried to bash and barge. Coruscant was just trying to throw his forwards over the line. Maybe a little bit of white line fever, playing against the last year's Spooners, thinking you're going to put 50 on them. But how's just the depth of Penrith when you, you get rid of, you don't have Toto, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we'll put in this kid, Taylor May. Yeah, and he's a Who just, five metres before the line, he's getting there no yeah. matter what. Oh, and he's not, he doesn't have the size of Toto, you know, yeah. it's just like. But he's still got strength and his speed and his footwork. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a real talent. I think, um, our boy on the on the right wing, um, Staines, he's got a he's got a massive problem when Tyo comes back because there's no yeah. there's no way Taylor May's getting out of this side anytime soon. He's in Grimesy. He's in there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Frank <in> Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he should be working at a uh, a mechanic shop with the mechanic. <laughs> But um yeah, Taylor May cemented himself in that side. He's a freak, and he's his man inside him. Isaac Tago, he's a hundred percent a fucking animal. And now with um the chance of Latrell and Trevojevic missing Origin one with injury, I think um Taylor May's putting himself up a really fair argument early to play State of Origin early in his career, especially with um Katoni Staggs being somewhat out of form. Um, Zach Lomax hasn't really found the best form. Isaac Tago's fucking putting his hand up, so Freddie's gonna have to have a have a tough conversation with a few blokes and, and pick a centre pairing. So, so who do you think for Queensland for our wings? Besides, it's like Corey Oates on one side, and then who's on the other? No. Oh, I, we got I, Holmesy. So we got Holmesy and Coates. 
I think Oates. I think Holmes will be in the centers with Gagai. And we'll have Xavier Coates on one wing and I don't know who the other wing will be. Maybe Hamiso Tabuai Fido. It'd have to be Oates, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Keenan will burn his Queensland jersey. Yeah, probably. and probably go someone's house, like just arson levels, just through hatred of something. Yeah. Um, don't know, but that's an interesting question. We're going to have to, probably a couple of weeks out from Origin, we might sit down and do our predicted Origin lineup. Yeah, do like and, a Queensland uh, Origin special. Yeah, and we'll see how close our predicted lineups get to the to the actual squads they pick, which will be that could could be a bit of fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, I can't wait for Origin. When um, wh- for when's your mate going to come on? Oh yeah, um, f- whenever you next do. Sunday. Mm, well, I doubt it. We'll have to see. We'll have to find out. Yeah. Uh, oh well, we'll find that ASAP. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we need to get some. We need to get some high quality guests so we can <laughs> give them some of our digitally printed stickers to put all over their vehicle and shit yeah. like that. You know. No, good, good. Well, yours, the white sticker looks good on your beast, man. Yeah, yeah, the one on the back. I, yeah. think, oh, I like it. I like it. get a lot of compliments for that <laughs> sticker. Yeah. Any given manager, what the fuck's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, let's yeah, take this out. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, do, you, what, do you have any more things, points, no. or oh, any more duds? We do have to pick up on my last dud. My last. And dud. also, you got to do our team of the week again. I'll send it to DK. Yeah, I've already sent it. Oh, sweet. Yeah, my last dud was um, it was our boy from the Dogs, Matt Dufty, the fullback, had an absolute Barry Crocker and dropped a lot of pill and was. Probably single-handedly the worst player of the round. But that's rare. He's a good player. He is yeah. a good player. That's all. I just had to give it to him this one week. And if he if he didn't play that badly, I would have just left it at Tessie. But um, he's had a yeah had a shocker. He's usually very good, and he's on a one-year deal with the dog, so he's playing for a contract. So hopefully, it doesn't hurt his chances of getting another crack because he's a he's a good player, and there, there's a lot of clubs that can use him. Like. If I were the Dragons right now, I'd be spilling. I'd let Dufty go because now we've got Moses Embiid trotting around at fullback. I'm sure Dufty can offer a lot more from the back than um, than, than a Moses Embiid can. So he was um, he was my last start of the week. But, uh, yeah, I'll give a quick shout-out to um, Fletcher Baker off the bench of the Roosters. I thought he was really good. He um, When he came on, he's yeah. fucking huge. He looks like very big out there fucking oh and he looks like he looks like a handful every time he ran the ball he was just fucking like really hard to pull down lots of post contact meters and and tackle breaks i thought he was really good that's why he's um he got the nod in my team of the week i I pulled him into the second row just to um fit him in there somewhere because i thought he was really good so who was who's the hooker connor is it um for the for the roosters Connor Watson. Connor Watson. Yeah. And he got bumped in the throat yeah. at the end of the game. <laughs> and Freddie goes over to him and he's like, hey, Freddie, can't really talk. I've got... And Freddie's like, yeah, sweet, mate. I'll go on to someone else. <laughs> Skip, see and you, and the, um, the head he was like, Connor Watson does his best Darren Lockyer impersonation. <laughs> but he goes over and he goes, mate, can't really talk at the moment. <laughs> Too until you get oh, too man, I them, like Connor Watson like, as well. He's, yeah, I like he's Connor good Watson. He's a good footballer, yeah. And we, it's going to be interesting to see where they... Where they go with Watson next year? Now the cheese is coming to the club as well. It's, they've kind of they're stacked. Anyway, we will take this one out. Um, cheers, cheers to um, to Keenan Yeo Yee for um, Thanks, his Keys. ongoing support. We'll make sure we're on a Sunday next week so we can get you in here just to hear your shit talk and maybe a little bit of football chat as well. Um, shout out to everyone who was at West Mitchie on Saturday. 
Um, don't really remember who was there. Shout out to your under eighteens because they're probably our biggest listeners now. Yeah, they, I think, <laughs> think they definitely are. Um, shout outs to everyone who um, wants a shout out. Just um, we like shouting people out. So yeah. shout out, DK shout, Graphics. DK. Uh, shout out to Bricklane Brewery. Um, also, um, was, was overexertion. Yeah. Shouting out for all the kit. We are uh, we rep OE pretty hard here. Yeah, and um, yeah, and that's about it. Mm. it? Uh, make sure you um you keep your head on. Don't be a mercenary, and we'll talk to you in a week, and it will be a week. Boom.